Thanks for joining us for today's message. Our mission here at Plum Creek is to help you experience intimacy with God, intentionality with family, and influence with others. Our hope is that what you hear today will impact and challenge you to love God and the people around you in a whole new way. We'd encourage you to check us out online at PlumCreekOnline.com to see how Plum Creek is impacting our community and what opportunities we might have for you or for your family to get connected. If you'd like to support the ministry we're doing here in Castle Rock, the two easiest ways are through our website, PlumCreekOnline.com slash give or via text. Just text any dollar amount to 720-606-5563. Thanks again for joining us today. Good morning, Plum Creek. How are you? Yeah, you guys are looking at me with some big eyeballs right now. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. We're glad that you're here. As you can tell, this is going to be a little bit of a different service. Uh, We're going to have some fun today, and my heart's desire is that in the the difference of the style of worship that we're going to experience today, God would capture your heart, and he would speak to you, and that there would be an opportunity for you to recapture some of the incredible Uh, provision and goodness of our God and uh, all that he's done for us. So we're going to take communion together today. You know, a a couple of times a year we take a whole service to really emphasize and focus in on communion. And so we're going to do that today, except we're going to do it uh, Anglican style. And let me explain to you how this happened. Many of you know that uh, the pastors in town have become very dear friends. We spend a lot of time praying together. We meet once a week together. We do share meals together. We've even been up on, in retreats in the mountains together to pray over a town and just hang out together and do all kinds of fun stuff. What I will tell you is, if you ever want to know the, the other side of the priestly coin for Father Theron is, is uh, when he's watching a Bronco game. Because sometimes he doesn't act very priestly, and probably you don't either sometimes. So he's a really wonderful friend. And a couple of uh, months ago, our prayer uh, meeting was uh, up on the hill at the Anglican Church. And uh, Father Theron led us through an Anglican communion service, and it touched my heart in a very significant way. And so I began to kind of strategize for how we could experience that here together. So that's what we're going to do today. So it will be a very different experience than you're uh, familiar with. Maybe for some of you, this is going to remind you of days gone by. And so you'll know how uh, this works. And and, uh, Father Theron's going to do a great job leading us through this uh, with his team. And here's what he decided to do. He decided to cancel their service he and their leadership team, and so they're here today. So if you're from Emmaus, obviously you can tell the ones that are in the robes, but for those that aren't, if you just stick your hand up, can we give them a Plum Creek welcome real quick? Uh, We're sure glad to be able to serve uh, this community together. So thank you for doing what you've done to uh, help us to experience what we're going to experience today, and thank you for coming and being our guests, but you're not guests. This is home for you guys. Their first service was in this building. Isn't that crazy? Back in the day, back in the corner, uh, where the offices are now, uh, before we owned this building, there was an auditorium there, and so this is where they first gathered to worship together. So it's like coming home. You're home. So welcome home. That's awesome. The thing I love about this is the opportunity that we have to not just uh, worship together, but this is an opportunity for us to also kind of put on display the unity that God is uh, creating in our community. So it's a really great thing. Uh, So uh, let's do this. Uh, can, Father Theron, will you come on up here? And uh, we're going to say a quick prayer, and I'm going to hand it over to him, and you're going to see why I need to hand it over to him, because I'm not sure I could pull this one off, buddy. Lord, thank you for Father Theron. I thank you for my friend, and I thank you for Emmaus, this great church in our town. I thank you that we get to be the bigger church together, 
And uh, Lord, I pray that you will use Theron today as he uh, teaches us, as he walks us through this experience with his team. Lord, we pray for your presence to be rich in this place, uh, that we would be reminded once again of all that you've done for us. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, we say that communion isn't just something Christians eat. Communion is who we are called to be. And that's what we're experiencing, the communion that we are called to be. Well, as we begin worship, we like to begin with a time of silent prayer, just get absolutely and totally focused on the Lord. And we provided some examples of some prayers to kind of help people get focused. They're right there on the inside of the bulletin. And then also another thing we do to help get us going to get kind of out of the gate is it's one of the deacon's jobs to call the people to worship. So now Deacon Aaron Cook will come forward and she will call us the people of God to worship. Oh, come, let us worship the Lord. Let us bow down and kneel before the Lord, our maker. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, Christ have, have mercy, mercy upon, upon us. us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Would you please be seated? I want to take a couple minutes to introduce, to introduce you to this kind of worship, because obviously you are now in culture shock, right? <laughs> and then, just so you know, people from Emmaus are also in culture shock. I mean, we do contemporary music, but our concept of contemporary and yours is not quite the same. Right? We are having a great time. You've been such fantastic hosts, and we really and truly are experiencing this reality that communion isn't just something Christians eat. It is who we're called to be. What a tremendous blessing to be together. And I'm so grateful for the invitation and the opportunity to share this. So Anglican worship, Anglican worship is really old. You know, we might think of C.S. Lewis as someone from a long time ago. Well, he was an Anglican, and this was how he worshipped. Or we can go back even farther to George Washington, the father of our country. He was an Anglican. This is how he worshipped. We can go back even farther to King James, you know, King James Bible fame. This was how he worshipped. Now, fortunately... The addition of the prayers that we're using have been um, updated, okay? So we're not doing this in King James English, thanks be to God. But that's where it comes from. It comes out of this English Reformation tradition. Now, the prayers that we're going to say, they come straight out of Scripture. But then we, all have, then we have all these rituals, and if you try to find the rituals in Scripture, you'll get little hints here and there. But these really come from the traditions of the church that developed over centuries and centuries and centuries. Some of them, we're pretty sure, going back to the very first century. So things like these processions going around the room, following a cross, these bells that were ringing. What's up with the bells? Oh, that's a great story, but... If I start it, we're not going to get out of here. All right. So you got these bells going on. Um, other things like um, the vestments or making the sign of the cross, these are all ancient forms of prayer and of worship. One of the greatest and oldest traditions actually predates the church, and I love to share this one. So if you go to a Jewish synagogue today, 
Part of your worship service will include your rabbi picking up the book of the Torah scrolls, the first five books of Moses, and he brings them down into the middle of the congregation to celebrate the way God has spoken to his people and he's present with his people in his word. Well, as Christians, we take that a step farther. God has spoken and he is present in the person of Jesus. So we have a special book, a gospel book. It's this kind of gold-looking book. And we, the deacon carries it down into the midst of the people. And it's a way of celebrating that the Word has become flesh and dwelt among us. So no, if you try to dig around Scripture and say, well, where does that come from? Where does that come from? Where does that come from? You're not going to find it. These are traditions. Now, the point of these traditions, you know, we don't worship the traditions. We use the traditions to worship. They were made for us and not we for them. Because you'll notice as we go through this, because it's so old and there are all these things with it, it can get confusing. But just know, our aim is to bring a gift to you. We didn't bring the liturgical police with us. Oh, Father Theron, they didn't do it right. (laughs) That is not what this is about at all. This is an incredible opportunity to collaborate and to share. So... (laughs) I spoke about the robes. Well, um, some of you are just coming in now and you're going, what happened to our church? There is a man up front wearing a dress. <laughs> I think that's the theme of Doug's next teaching series, right? <laughs> no. Untouchables. Now, here's the point of the dress. It's called an alb. Alb means white, so the white robe, like albino or albus Dumbledore, means white. So this is the white robe of the baptized. So anyone who has died with Christ and has been raised with him, you put on the baptismal gown. So I'm wearing it as a priest, and the deacon's wearing it, but also these people down here, they're not ordained. These are just Christians. So in my imagination, as I look out into the congregation today, I see people wearing, you're all wearing your white robe because that's a gift that was given to you. That's what makes us worthy to be in Christ's presence, his shed blood, being washed in his blood. That's why we're here, and that's what we're here to celebrate. Now, a little bit about the way we're going to pray. All our prayers today come from a book called the Book of Common Prayer. It's a book that goes back to the Reformation. It's older than that, but it's really from the Reformation. Now, in this book, you're thinking, common prayer, what in the world? How is it common? I've never heard of it, so what makes it so common? Common means it's shared by all of us in common or in community. So the Book of Common Prayer is set up so that we can really share the prayers together. So it's very, very participatory. There's no spectators in worship. So all our prayers are going to be up on the screens. Well, not all of them. They're one that I'm going to say, and then you agree to with an amen. But then there are prayers that we'll say in unison. Those will be up on the screen. And then there are prayers that are absolutely and totally interactive. They'll kind of follow a back and forth kind of pattern. And this is meant to illustrate the way in the body of Christ we all have different roles, but we are all part of the body. So with that in mind, let's please stand And we begin with an acclamation, praising God, getting into that spirit of worship. Blessed be God, 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And And blessed blessed be be his his kingdom, kingdom, now now and and forever. forever. Amen. And now the Collect for Purity in unison. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The Lord be with you. And with with your your spirit. spirit. Let us pray. Grant, O merciful God, that your church, being gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit, may show forth your power among all peoples to the glory of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Amen. Would you please be seated and open your hearts and minds to receive the word of the Lord. My name is Scott Goff from from Emmaus Anglican Church. Thank you very much for giving me this high honor of reading God's word to you. Our reading is from Paul's first letter to his Christian brothers and sisters in Corinth. Paul writes, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance, in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever, therefore, eats the uh, bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who drinks, who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we we may not be condemned along with the word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to to God. God. Now, please stand. And we will read responsibly by half verse, Psalm 133, this psalm of union and fraternity. Oh, how good and pleasant it is. When When brethren brethren live live together together in unity. It is like fine oil upon the head. That that runs down down upon upon the beard. beard. Upon the beard of Aaron. And and runs down down upon the collar of his robe. It is like the dew of Hermon that that falls upon the hills of Zion. For there the Lord has ordained the blessing. Life forevermore. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. That first Easter day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures of the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Oh, stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has indeed risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, to you, you Lord, Lord Christ. Christ. Let us pray. Oh, come Holy Spirit and work in our hearts that your word may be implanted in us and that it may bring forth good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. So we read part of that Emmaus story today. We actually kind of cut out some parts of it to try to save a little bit of time. But it's such an amazing story. And here it is depicted in this, this incredible painting by a guy named Robert Zund. This, uh, we have a replica of it at Emmaus that lives behind our altar all the time. Uh, maybe some of you, your parents had it in their house or their grandparents had it in their house. It's such a classic painting that just, it just so depicts these two disciples walking along with Jesus on that first Easter day. It's in the afternoon, and they're walking with Jesus, but they just don't get it. It says their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And they're dejected. Their heart's sick. Their Savior has died. But now there are these rumors, these stories that he's risen, but they still don't get it. So Jesus starts explaining the Bible to them, how the whole Bible is like a, a big funnel. Uh, the whole Old Testament's like this funnel, and it all comes to this point in Jesus, in Him, but they still don't get it. Their hearts are starting to burn. They're starting to wake up inside with the explanation of the Word, but they're not there. Then they ask Him in. Come in. Come in and have supper with us. The day's over. Come on in and have supper. There's some really, really important words there. Words that have these echoes in the Lord's Supper. 
So you see Jesus there, and we have this picture in our foyer at Emmaus. So when you come into the church, there it is just on the right-hand side of Jesus breaking the bread. So here's that same exact pattern from the Last Supper. Jesus took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. So at the Last Supper, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And St. Paul tells us about how when we do this in remembrance of him, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So when we celebrate communion together, we proclaim the Lord's death when he comes. We remember how Christ died for our sins. And what makes us worthy to receive his body and his blood is his atoning sacrifice for us. But there's more to communion than what happened on Good Friday and what happened at the Last Supper. The communion service is also the first supper of the new creation. On that Sunday, Jesus does the exact same thing that he did on that Thursday. He takes the bread. He blesses it. He breaks it. And he gives it to his disciples. And in that moment, the Bible says, their eyes were opened. And when they go back to Jerusalem and they talk to the other disciples, they say that the risen Lord was known to us in the breaking of the bread. One of the things that means for us is, as we think about the resurrection, our faith in Jesus is based on eyewitness testimony. You know, Jesus went to these people and he, he showed them his wounds often. And he said, look, you know, it is a ghost. Can you touch a ghost? Hey, Thomas, come on over here and touch me. And Thomas is like, oh, my Lord and my God, I'm not doing that. No, because he had faith at that moment. So Jesus showed them his wounds. He also ate with them so that they would know he wasn't a ghost. But I believe that he also gave us the body of Christ in the communion service a way to encounter the risen Lord in the exact same way that those disciples, those first disciples encountered the risen Lord in the breaking of the bread. So as we gather together, it is our prayer that you will remember that last supper, that night when Jesus took bread, blessed, broke, and gave it for his disciples. And we do this in remembrance and in proclamation of his death. And at the same time, there's this bridge over Good Friday or through Good Friday, through the valley of the shadow of death because the risen Lord is present with us today. He is present in our prayers. He is present by the Holy Spirit and by His grace and by the power of His Word. The risen Lord is known to us right here right now in the breaking of the bread. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Now, it is our normal practice at Emmaus to stand up and say the Nicene Creed at this point. But today we're going to actually be singing the creed as part of our offering. So that's going to be our offering song. So now we'll ask you to stand with us and we're going to offer up prayers for the church and for the world. Pray for the whole state of Christ's church and the world.
Almighty and ever Almighty and ever living God, in your holy word you have taught us to offer prayers and requests and to give thanks for all whom you have for all whom you have made. We appeal to your mercy, gracious Lord, that you might hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Inspire your universal church by your spirit, granting that all who confess your holy name may agree in the truth of your holy word and live in unity and godly love. Mm -hmm. Lord, in your mercy. Hear Hear our prayer. Give grace, Heavenly Father, to all bishops, priests, and deacons, especially to your servants who serve and lead Emmaus and Plum Creek, that by their lives and teachings they may proclaim your true and life-giving word and rightly and rightly administer your holy sacraments. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us fulfill your great commission, making disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that you have commanded. For missionaries and for the persecuted church, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray that you will lead the nations of the world into the way of righteousness and so guide and direct their leaders, especially our federal, state, and local executives, legislatures, and courts, that your people may enjoy the blessings of freedom and peace. Grant that our leaders may impartially administer justice, uphold integrity and truth, restrain from wickedness and vice, and maintain true religion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant your heavenly grace to all people, especially these gathered here, that with meek and reverent hearts we may hear and trust your holy word, devoting our lives to your righteous service. In the town cycle of prayer, we pray for Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We humbly ask you, gracious Lord, to comfort and strengthen all those who in this earthly life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. You are invited to name people now, aloud, if you like. For Britain. Janice. Martin. Declan. For the military of this nation deployed to fight for the sake of righteousness and freedom, again, you are invited to name, uh, name people aloud. For Josh, deployed Justine. in the Middle East. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bless your name for all your servants who departed this life in your faith and fear. And for those who mourn. For Jessica. Judy. Praying that you would grant us grace to follow their good examples, and with them we might partake in your heavenly kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear Hear our prayer. Grant these our prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. We pray to you also, Lord, for the forgiveness of our sins. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, 
have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who in his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who sincerely repent and with true faith turn to him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And now, friends, we get to greet one another. We get to say hello, but we take it up kind of a notch. We greet one another the way Jesus greeted his disciples at the resurrection. And we greet one another the way Paul often greeted brothers and sisters in Christ. We greet one another saying, the peace of the Lord be always with you and, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Some of you that came late, you're staring at me like now, like what is going on, right? And that's okay. That's exactly what I hoped would happen. And uh, I hope that this would uh, catch your attention and that uh, in, in uh, doing something that's a little bit different, the Lord would capture your hearts as well. We're going to take our offering and <clears throat> we talk about some symbolism, Father Theron, and a lot of things that are happening. I know it feels weird that popcorn buckets are coming to the front here in just a second. <laughs> But we made a decision years ago because we started in a movie theater that we were going to always take our offering with popcorn buckets. And so it's not deeply spiritual, but it's who we are. So <laughs> and uh, if you're if you're with uh, Emmaus and you're here today, if you would just please make sure to write Emmaus on the offering envelopes, you'll find them in the chair backs in front of you. We want to make sure that in your graciousness to, to cancel service and come and worship with us that that uh, Emmaus will have, uh, still have their offering this weekend as well. And if you're a Plum Creeker, you know there are several ways that you can give. And we thank you so much for those that have already given uh, this week, have automated your giving in some way. Thank you for doing that. If you're a guest, we don't want you to feel obligated to give. Unless you're one of Emmaus's folks that are here, we want you to feel obligated to give <laughs> so that <clears throat> this could be the best offering you guys have had in a while. That would be awesome. And uh, then maybe this would be an annual event. Who knows? <clears throat> But I wanted to tell you this, too, a little bit of history. I don't want to take a ton of time, but Emmaus' first service as a church was actually in our building before it was our building. And uh, what's now our office wing used to be the auditorium that you guys met in, the sanctuary. And so it's almost like you're coming home a little bit for those that have been with you for that long. So what a joy it is to be able to uh, share together in a time of worship that's different. So continue to keep your heart open. Allow the Lord to speak to you and uh, find the deep meaning and the purpose behind this in a way that would uh, touch your heart and help us to be reminded of all that God has done for us. And as uh, Father Theron is coming back, I want to tell you that the other part piece of this that is such a joy to me uh, is that this is also a reflection of the unity that we have in this church or in this community as our churches are working together. It is a beautiful thing. So uh, continue to keep your hearts open and uh, we'll continue to worship together. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, uh, an offering and sacrifice fragrant to the Lord. 
Let's give thanks for these gifts that God has given to us and that we give back to him as we say, all things come from you, O Lord, and And of of your your own own have we given given you. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is just and right so to do. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you. Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Would you please remain standing for the prayer of consecration. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, in your tender mercy you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption. He offered himself and made once for all time a perfect and sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. He instituted this remembrance of his passion and death, which he commanded us to continue until he comes again. So now, Father, we ask you to bless and sanctify with your word and Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine that we may partake of his most blessed body and blood. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord and Heavenly Father, with these holy gifts, we celebrate the memorial instituted by your beloved Son, remembering his passion and death, his resurrection and ascension, and his promise to come again. 
Grant that by his merits and death and through faith in his blood, we and your whole church may receive forgiveness of our sins and all other benefits of his passion, making us one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And here we offer to you, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the prayer of consecration ends with a doxology of praise, and I'm going to sing that. Then the way that we seal our prayers together, we seal it with a great amen and kind of give it a special exclamation point. We're going to sing it together, and it's a really difficult song. It goes like this. Amen. Let's try it together. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. So the doxology. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, heaven Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. The disciples knew the Lord Jesus in, in the, the breaking, breaking of, of the bread. Alleluia. Would you please be seated? I'm going to share some instructions with you about how to receive communion today. The first thing you need to know is that in both of our churches, in the Anglican tradition and in the evangelical tradition, we practice what's called open communion, which means regardless of the Christian denomination that you belong to or membership in a church, you are welcome to receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ as long as you're walking with him, if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. But then we also have a parting of ways in that in the Anglican tradition, we ask that people who come to receive the body and blood are baptized. We understand baptism as a kind of adoption ceremony into the household of God. And so this is the family meal. So um, when you come for the family meal, um, we ask that you have been adopted into the family. So we all come in by grace. So I was talking to my bishop about this, like, oh, bishop, they don't do it the same way we do. <laughs> and the bishop said, oh, you'll be fine, Theron. <laughs> so he said, and more or less... Um, we're in your house, 
we'll do it your way. But we'll also ask um, that if you're not baptized, and Doug and I are in total agreement on this, he wants to baptize you as soon as possible. <laughs> Amen. So um, when you come up for communion, now kind of little nuts and bolts on how to do this. The ushers are going to direct you up to four stations by the row. And as you come up, you can receive the bread, the body of Christ, and we'll tear off a small piece of bread, and we ask that you uh, put out your hands like this. We call this making it a throne for the king. So receive the king. So I'll place the body of Christ in your hands or someone else who's serving, and then you may eat the body of Christ immediately. Or you may take that bread and dunk it in the common cup, kind of baptize your bread in the common cup, and then you may eat. Or if you've received the bread, then you can drink from the common cup. And as you go to drink from that common cup, we ask, so imagine I'm the person serving you. Work with that person. Guide it to your lips and take a drink. Um, Use your hands. Reach out and touch. We're the family of God today. So reach out and touch and enjoy the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your face erect. Yeah, and it helps. We've also found, it's kind of amazing, when people come up to receive the common cup standing, they often put their faces down. I've found that this is a very difficult position from which to drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> so keep your head up and guide that cup to your lips to take a sip. Also important. That's a long story. Well, it's not that long. And it didn't involve a Broncos game. All right. <laughs> um, and then also there are communion stations. This more the way you all are accustomed to with the trays, with the gluten-free servings of the bread, the body of Christ, and then the individual servings of grape juice, the blood of Christ. So you may receive in either way. What an absolute thrill and blessing it is to be here. Because communion isn't just something Christians eat. It's who we are. So, the invitation to communion. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold Him who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those, blessed are you, who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. is the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. I believe. And the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Amen. Would you please stand? And we're going to give thanks in unison for this wonderful, wonderful gift of the Lord's presence with us. So in unison, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank thank you you for for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out into the world to do the work you have given us to do to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, 
to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. So it's almost over. I have the wonderful privilege of getting to bless you in Christ's name. And then we have a closing hymn, and then the deacon will send you into the world as missionaries, as ambassadors for Christ. And this Jerusalem cross is a reminder to all of us that we are sent to the four corners of the earth as ambassadors for Christ. It reminds us to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. So she's going to send you out after our closing hymn, and now I get to bless you. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. And so, dear people of God, I am at the exit because this is the, this is the time that you go out into the world. So, alleluia, alleluia. Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. If you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, congratulations. We are so excited for you, and we'd love to equip you with some resources, some next steps, and a complimentary gift. Just text the word FAITH to 40650, and if today you just need to talk to someone or would like to have someone pray with you, you can call our church office at 303-663-1714, and one of our pastors would be happy to spend some time with you. From everyone here at Plum Creek, have a great day.